Hey guys, Peter from the future here. Just a little warning, this episode was recorded as we walked around the streets of Melbourne, which was a very fun idea, but in terms of audio quality, a terrible idea. The volume drops in and out, and the edits are a lot more obvious than normal. As well as that, we recorded it before we listened back to the live shows, or before we listened back to the argument from episode 66, 67. So while we touch on that argument briefly here, we will probably go into more detail in a future episode. Enjoy. Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years and, and then, then we, we broke, broke up. up and <laughs> then we stopped talking to each other for a year and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> You don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh my god, I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. Peter? Yes? Very noisy car. That was also noisy in a different way. It's a different kind of a noise. <laughs> we could just document all the cars. Hello. Hi. We just had dinner. Yeah. Together, not just separately. Yeah. Where? We went to Grilled in Carlton. And what's significant about Grilled in Carlton? Look, you tell me that that's where we had our first date, but I do not remember it at all. <laughs> do you remember our relationship? <laughs> Only bits and pieces. <laughs> what, what, what is this podcast to you? <laughs> like this random guy once a week. <laughs> or is it even between weeks you forget? You're like, who are you? Why is there a microphone in my face? <laughs> Why are you Skyping me? I was thinking before we went out, I was thinking... One of the things that I love about podcasting, which I haven't mentioned before, is the fact that I can wear whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I didn't have a shower today. I should know that. <laughs> and <laughs> we're wearing the exact same t-shirt right now. Which Very cute. Is That's a... right, guys. We got back together, and now we're a cute matching couple. It happened. You all knew it would. Yeah. If this if this is it, then oh god. <laughs> and there's something very nice about that. I just wait. There's something very nice about us wearing matching t-shirts. No, about not having to get ready. Yeah, it's it's very low low key. We are currently walking around the streets, which is why there's occasional cars in the background. Yes. We may meet strangers. Who knows? Probably not. People don't really talk to strangers on the street. But we talk strangely <laughs> on the street. So okay, what do you remember as our first date? I don't know, man. What's, what's your earliest memory of us dating? I remember the first night I stayed at your house. I remember the time you came over and asked me where a clitoris was. Okay, and then what's And like... then I remember us fighting, like the first big fight we had. So nothing in between those? You know how there's like different ways of accessing memories? Uh-huh. There's like the one where you pull it up with no information around it. There's recognition. Where someone's like, what if these three things happened? And you're like, that one, because I recognize it now that it's in front of my face. Right. So I may have recognition memory <laughs> of the bits in between. Do you But they're not freely accessible. My brother and sister coming to stay. Yes, I do. And you guys took photos in the laneways with all the street art. Yeah. Uh, so we were dating at that point. Uh-huh. And I remember we were dating because I was very much like, this is going to be a first girlfriend. Okay, you've got to make sure she's your girlfriend before they come so you can introduce as this is my girlfriend. Oh, no shit, really? Yeah, that was a big deal to me. Oh, my God. I don't remember that. Did you tell me about that? No, no, God, no. You would never have agreed to be my girlfriend if I told you that. (laughs) 
to win. And so how did you seal the deal on that? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. This, this was before you, like, proper liked me. And, oh, yeah, I do remember. This is, this is when I was like, hey, can we date? And you were like, I'm not looking for anything exclusive. And I was I like... I do remember that. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so we're dating. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So the order of events that I remember, and this all could be far way off, far is that off. I met you at the improv class. Uh-huh. And then I invited you to the party. We've talked about this. Yeah. And then you invited me around for sex, or I came around for sex. <laughs> invited, uh, I think, is, is the correct term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't I, come around for sex uninvited. It was solicited. And then I was like, let's make sure we go on a date, like to myself, this is not to you. I was like, let's, let's make sure we go on a date to make sure that we have fun with each other outside of a bed. And, and I was like, okay. Yeah, you're like, sure. All right. And so I distinctly remember going to the date, being like, got to think of interesting things to talk about. Oh, was that you? That's right. You did tell me this at one point. You'd made like some kind of mental list. Yeah. Things to say. Yeah, I was just like, what? It wasn't like I, I went off and researched. I was like, what are interesting things I've been thinking about lately? What did you come up with? Uh, the main one that we talked about and you were quite interested in, I was like, nailed it, <laughs> was Reddit. Oh. Because Reddit was like three years old at that point. Yeah. Which meant that it had just like started to really take off. Because the first two years, no one was on it, and then it started to take off. And I was so fascinated by it, because it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting way of building communities, and the upvote system is very clever. And so I talked about Reddit, and I talked about online communities, and you also talked about those things. Did I? What did I have to say? I can't remember me having much to say on this. I don't remember the specifics. I just remember us having a very good Wait, and engaging so conversation. So you remember what you said. <laughs> I remember what I but prepared. But you don't remember anything of what I said. Uh, I remember you saying that you're interested in communities. Sure. And then probably talking about art for a long time. Yeah. Didn't I tell you about trying to shave the word cunt into my pubes or something? That was at, that was at the improv class where we first met. Oh. I know that's your I'd already used story. that up. <laughs> you know, memory's weird. Yep. I don't know if I ever did actually try to do that. Or try to do if what? it's just like, Oh, really? Yeah, or if it's just a story that I told myself enough that I believed it. I feel like it's the kind of thing you would actually do. Maybe that's why I re- believe it. It's become part of my myth, my own personal myth. When I was a teenager, like 14 or 15, I was starting to explore the idea that you could say things that weren't true, and if there's no evidence against it, why is it not true? So that was a very interesting idea to me. Yeah. And so I started telling people I'd won a haiku competition at one point. <laughs> I never won a haiku competition, but I was like, I did this, and if I, if I say that enough, then no one can disprove that. Like, <laughs> I've never won a haiku competition. Really? Yeah. Too late. I already believe it. <laughs> I've never won a raffle either. Huh. I've entered so many raffles and never won. What I think is incredibly fitting for this recording is that we're trying not to talk when there's traffic, but it makes it sound like a really stilted first date conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, first date conversation wasn't stilted. It was really nice and flowy. Well, that's because... That's because I, I prepped. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so what would your dating advice be? Yeah, what do you have dating advice so your brother is in a relationship, so it doesn't quite work. But if your brother was asking you for dating advice, other than don't go out with SJ. <laughs> Wait, would uh-huh. you recommend that... People or my brother? <laughs> nah, people. People I like or people I don't like? People that you like. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be good to date. You'd have to have a certain level of... Just, just, just think about what you're going to say before you say it here. Capacity to... Feel... Yeah, to, to like to be around feelings. Process emotions. 
Are you, are you telling me what I'm saying? Just, just filling it in for you. No, it's just that like you, you cry a lot more than I cry. Sure. And so if someone's going to date you, they need to be okay with being around someone who cries at the level at which you cry. It's so funny that like the shtick is I have feelings and yet the very last podcast we recorded was you having feelings <laughs> okay so that's one out of 73 hey i don't it's not the only one my friend we also had another fight earlier today did we in the car oh, i wasn't really a fight did you call that a fight it was a bit of a fight yeah well i mean in the last podcast i was like hey i really don't like being misrepresented in, and then anyway today, let's not go into it i wasn't <laughs> so we're just going to drop the fact that we had a fight and then like are we cutting this this is what i was talking about the other day and i was like you can't bring a thing up and then not address it also please don't zip while we're recording <laughs> like, I, I... look i know that you want to talk to me as if that's a really obvious thing and we've been doing this for two years but please just consider that maybe it's not obvious <laughs> I've, I've asked you on many occasions not to zip and unzip while we record Look, I don't I, even, I can I'm find still the, not I can even find sure. The footage. <laughs> I'm still not even sure what those words mean. So. <laughs> the dogs is great. Yeah, so, okay, two it's things. Very authentic. I like it. Yeah, we're actually just sitting in a room and we're adding all this in post. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing, I'm doing all the foley. Yeah, this is, this is just a test for how well we can do this. <laughs> yeah, there's two things we talked about last podcast. One was, I don't like being misrepresented. The other one was, I don't like you bringing up a topic and then being like, let's not talk about it. Like... Like, Either that's my bring go it up and talk. To move. <laughs> that's my go-to move. I, I disenjoy both of those things very much. Let's not talk about it. Okay, that's fine. Don't bring it up and then say let's not talk about it. If you don't bring it up, we're not talking about it. Done. If you bring it up, then we will talk about it. Okay, but let's yeah. just now, now we will not talk about feelings. it. Yes, I've never I've never said I don't have feelings. I'm saying you have many many more feelings than I do. <sighs> What's a feeling? <laughs> so I've actually given my brother dating advice before. What did you tell him? Oh, I just like some tips on how to how to be cool. Yeah, what did you say? Um, Always ask where the glitter is. <laughs> I'm trying to think what I did say, because he, he talked to me a few years later. He was like, that was a really significant conversation for me. I started dating shortly after that conversation. Oh, wow. Uh, just stuff like, I mean, the main tip I had was like with sex. The trick with sex is to just be cool with it. Like don't don't be weird about sex like it's this big thing on a pedestal if you're relaxed about sex and that relaxes other people about sex if you're tense and nervous and up uptight about sex and that makes other people tense and nervous and uptight mm. if, if you want to be a person who it seems to be fun to have sex with be relaxed about sex and also just try to be relaxed about sex generally yeah that i don't know that that advice would work for me because that would make me so anxious am <laughs> <laughs> I, I being relaxed enough yeah exactly well because that would just bring in some more self-monitoring Right, so I didn't give this advice to you. Okay. I would have given you different advice. What advice would you have given to me? If I was like, Peter, I want some dating advice. Well, I mean, the advice would be tailored to you. So my advice would be, SJ, are you kidding? There is a line of people who want to date you. Don't settle. That's, that's my main advice for you. Don't settle. Oh, really? Yeah, I've explicitly said that to you before. Huh, because I'm really cool. <laughs> are you protective of me? No, no. I'm just aware that my opinion of you is greater than your opinion of you. Huh. And so I want to make sure that you are not settling. <laughs> it's, like, it's not just with dating either. I'm like, hey, don't, don't settle on, on career stuff or house stuff. Like, get something that's good enough for you. Don't settle. Okay, if you were making all my decisions for me. <laughs> okay. If I were a sim. And I was the guy running the sims. 
Yeah, and you weren't in one of those like moods where you want to put me in a swimming pool and then take away the ladders. I never did that. Huh. I'm not a, I'm not a murderous type. Huh. I always just like to see them succeed in the jobs that I wanted. <laughs> so I made them be actors and then I cheated a lot so that they'd become fancy people. You like did the extra simoleons cheat code? Yeah, whatever the freak it was. <laughs> So, I'm, I'm playing The Sims, you're one of my Sims. Yeah. And presumably you have the current, like, need set that SJ has. You're not just, like, me in your body. No. I'm, I'm your SJ Sim. Right, but that's the thing. The Sims had, like, preset needs and stuff like that. It's not a blank Sim that I can program however I like. No, it's me. I know, so I'm checking. I'm okay. asking clarifying questions. Okay. Do you get to, did you get to choose, like, horoscopes? Yeah, I, I can't remember if it was horoscopes. You got to choose, like... Tidiness or yeah, messiness yeah, yeah. and introvert versus extrovert. Okay. No, it's just me. Uh, <laughs> no choices. Are you ready for the big piece of advice? Yeah. Take two months off <laughs> and recharge. Do you want to provide the context of that? That's exactly what I'm about to do. What is there other context? Yes. What's the other context? Uh, so SJ is about to take two months off the podcast. By the time you're listening to this episode, she'll be like six or seven weeks into her two months off. Hopefully. Definitely. Yes, the I will be. The context is that... <laughs> I love how you say that song. You're the perfect sim daddy. <laughs> the context is that SJ is totally burned out, just on every level. A little bit less now than two weeks ago, but still very, very, yeah. very, very burned out. Two weeks ago, I was... Crying in a car, burned out. Was I? On the, way to, on the way to record with me, you were like crying and being like, I don't want to record. That kind of shit has happened so much, I don't remember that occasion. <laughs> and then after we recorded, you were like, walk me to my car? And then spent 10, 15 minutes building up to the fact that you were like, I don't want to record. <gasps> yes. Okay. Yeah, I remember this. And I then, was thinking of like being up at 3 a.m. and being like, my life is awful. I hate everything. I want to die. Uh, so I was thinking of that moment. <laughs> So you're, you're utterly burned out at the moment. Yeah. Why, why do we keep walking past the doghouse? Because <laughs> <laughs> we are the ones who are triggering the dog. <laughs> that's just me barking. All oh, right, that's right. The <laughs> um, so you're utterly burned out. And yeah. I, after, after that thing where you, you got me to walk you to the car and spent 10, 20 minutes building up to the fact that you were like, I need a break. Yeah. I was like, okay. I went back and thought about it. I was like, look, I can give you two months off. I can give you two months where you do not have to record. The condition is that we record a bunch while I'm here, which is why we're up right now walking on the streets recording. Yeah. And then for those two months, you have to do nothing. But my, like, not condition exactly, but I was like, look, but if at the end of this two months where you do nothing and I do all the things, you have not taken a break, I am going to be genuinely upset. Yeah. Because if I'm like, it's a lot of work to put this podcast together and I like to keep a buffer. If we do this, then the buffer I've been building slowly is gone. Like the buffer is eaten by your holiday. Uh, if, holiday? Mm-hmm. Time off. <laughs> if the buffer is eaten by your time off and at the end of it you are still burned out and don't want to record, then we have to end the podcast, basically. But at that point, is that when you would put me in a pool and take away the ladder? <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I, I don't have any violence in me. I've never been in a fight. I've never punched someone. I've never... I just... I'm not... I don't roughhouse. Yeah. I'm not into that. I'll sometimes tickle a little bit, but not much. Like, it took me years to build up the spanking in the bedroom. You spank people? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, we were together years ago. It's taken me years to build up to it because I'm just not like I don't I don't have not that spanking is violent, but it, it's close enough that I'm like ah. I mean, it's definitely a, like it's a. Well, no, violent means to wish to cause harm. No, I was going to say it's an aggressive act. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm not an aggressive person. Sometimes I get 
cranky and pick a fight. Yeah. But I'm not... Case in point. <laughs> what? Last episode. Right. That's, that's, not who, that's not what case in point means. Wait, case, what does case in point case mean? Case in point means like we're talking about right now or as is happening at the moment. As is happening in the last episode. <laughs> case, case in, in last episode, episode point. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I would still not kill you. I would just be like, okay, what we're... What the shit? Oh, as a sim. Okay, got it. <laughs> I would just be like, cool, look, I busted my gut to give you two months off. And honestly, at the moment, you don't do a huge amount towards the podcast. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I know that. And so if you Why would Why take... is that? Because... Because you're burnt out. No, but me being burnt out started like three months ago. Right, right. yeah. You've not done anything since the podcast since the hiatus ended. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. Like, I'm, I'm, you, you pay me money to do it, which is very nice. Uh, but this is this is currently me driving the ship, and my sincere hope is that when you come back from your hiatus, you're less burned out, and I can be less of a solo ship driver. You want another person controlling the Sims? <laughs> I want a co-player. You want a Simpanion? I want a Simpanion. Or maybe you could come and be in the game with me. Who would control the game? Hmm. Is there anyone who's listening who's particularly good at Sims? <laughs> my sister is really good at Sims. <laughs> My sister played The Sims 3 so much that she ended up going online and finding a variant. Have I ever told you about this? No. It's called Legacy Mode. What the hell is that? You start with a family of Sims, and they might be prescribed stats or something like that. And your aim is to go through seven generations, because in Sims 3 they could age and have babies and die. Oh, wow. And at the end of the seventh generation, you get a score based on the stats of that generation's Sims. Oh. So she would play, like, hardcore Sims mode. And she, I, think, I think she finished Legacy mode multiple times. Wow. She Yeah, she played a lot of The Sims. That's really keen. Are you excited to go on a break? Yeah, I'm a, like, now that we're talking about it, I'm a bit afraid that I won't do it properly. <laughs> this is what our fight in the car was about today. Was it? Yeah, you said, uh, you were telling me about what you plan to do on your break, and you said, and I quote, and then you said to me, Peter, that's silly. And I was like, no, I didn't say that silly. And what you meant was you made me feel silly for my plans when I was going away. And I was just really annoyed about being misrepresented. Ah, uh, Peter. Because I don't like it. Uh, what are you going to do on your break? I've got quite a bit of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> You're mocking me, right? You're mocking yourself a little bit. <laughs> this is why I was like, you, you need to have a break at some point in your break. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You said you wanted to catch on, up on admin tasks? Yeah, well, see, now I'm too afraid to talk to you about it because... Uh, make you feel silly. No, because you have made your stance quite clear and I feel like I will displease my sim master. <laughs> That's not how the sims work at all. What do you mean? The, 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 sims don't, the sims aren't aware that they're in the sims. Well, this sim is woke. Um, no, tell me, I'm not going to be a dick about it. I do have a lot of emails to catch up on. Like, most everyone hasn't gotten an email from me in, like, the last year. When's email debt forgiveness day? I think it's in April. You can move it. <laughs> email debt forgiveness day is every Tuesday. <laughs> is that Tim Ferriss's system? He's like, I just stopped replying to emails, and people quickly worked out that emailing me was not a good way to do things, and they stopped emailing me. Oh, yeah, totally. But he's... Oh, actually, no. I think he interviewed someone who had just stopped using their email they were like people who know me can send me a message on twitter i was like what the fuck no it was their personal email they stopped right. having a personal email they only had a work one yeah after that they were like whatever i have a friend who's disavowed personal messaging so he's disabled i don't know you could do this he's still on facebook but he's disabled the ability to message 
Oh Facebook. my god! I want that. Yeah, you can have that. Here's a website where he gets you to like schedule in if you want to hang out with him or talk to him. And the trouble with it, I think he actually listens to this. Hello. <laughs> the trouble with it is that when I came over, I was like running around trying to meet up with a bunch of people, and so I went to message him and I couldn't. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm not going to see Nick then. Oh, Which I guess is, is his goal, but uh, we were collaborating on a game, so now I'm just like, well, that game's not happening, I guess. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it's part of the, the choice. You know, every, every, every choice you make has a cost, and that was the cost of that choice, and I think for him it's probably been overall beneficial. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast today by Tara Brock. She's kind of like a spirituality, mindfulness, Buddhist meditation person. Mm-hmm. The episode was about quieting, quietening the over-controller. You made me think about how I've really noticed lately that I get unreasonably upset or angry in response to messages and emails people sometimes send me. I've made you realize that. What you just said there. Oh, right. Okay. Made me realize that. And I've really noticed that in myself recently. And this podcast was talking about how we have this kind of character or this person in us it's the over controller like obviously you have to manage your life but when it kind of gets to a place where it causes more suffering i suppose they're talking about when you get to this point where you get you end up having really definitive ideas about stuff like what like you should not be emailing me with this request yeah or does that make sense yeah yeah or do not message me on facebook messenger about work stuff yeah. Like, I, when you, you said you, that you, Facebook Messenger thing, I was just thinking about the stuff that, like, I get annoyed about, and then I was just thinking about how. Like, you've built all these internal rules, and you're like, how do people not follow these rules? Yeah, but mostly I've just realized that that stuff for me, my reaction is, so, is really just about me. Yeah. Like, it's not about whoever's messaging me or what they're doing. It's actually just my response to being really burnt out and feeling like I'm in an unsustainable situation. Right. Yep, yep. You're, not, you're to, not angry at them, you're angry at yourself. Well, I think it's just like when people email me or message me about certain types of stuff, it feels like someone like poking at a sore spot, like a really sensitive spot. Yeah. Being like, oh, you're really overworked and burnt out. Here's an opportunity that's unsustainable for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the people who are actually sending those, like... They're not the bad it's guys. Not, yeah, they're not the bad guys. It's just that I realize that they are just... It's just it, a it, sensitive it's point like, for It's me like that moment, moment where you've had a crappy day for like 15 different reasons and then you get to the thing, you get to the store and the card won't scan and you're like, no, this is unacceptable. But it's not actually the card scanning. It's the like straw on the camel's back. Yeah, I suppose it is kind of like that. I think it's just my like built-up frustration with my... Work, life. What's the best first date you've ever had? Well, what a segue. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about how I got together with my boyfriend? No. Huh. Yeah, I thought, I was like, I don't think you know this story. No. I don't know if this is a first date. No, actually, it's definitely not a first date. But I realized afterwards when we did the live shows that I was like, oh man, I should have told this story because it would have been cute. Also, he was there and that probably would have been cute. But when we got together, we'd been friends for a while and we're like, this isn't going to work for whatever reason. And I kind of had feelings for him, but I was like, I'm just going to bury those (laughs) in the ground and 
light them on fire. No, wait, no, you should light after, them on fire and then put them so in the ground. So you burn, you scorch the earth is what you're saying. I scorched the earth with my feelings that I buried in the ground. Man, I just realized how intimate a podcast this is. Isn't this, like, isn't it weird that people listen to this? <laughs> yeah. I, know, I, th- I think it makes sense that people listen to it. I think it's, the weird part is that we record it. <laughs> like, I would listen to this podcast... I would also record it, but I can understand why no one has before. So we are working on a project together called the Big Feels Club. And we've been doing these things called the Big Feels Book Club. We've just been prototyping them and they're kind of like... We wanted to make these kind of community discussion spaces that were in real life, or at least test them, to see how can you make a space where people can have a place to connect with other people who have gone through hard life stuff and you can meet other people like that and explore ideas around what the fuck it all means kind of together in a structured sort of a way mm-hmm. because for both of us that's been like having access to those places has been just so integral to our well-being but also we both found those places through luck and through jobs yeah We've been writing a lot of pitch documents, and I say in the pitch document, what do I say? For me, it took 10 years of therapy, two years of hospital programs, and hospital admission. And then I found this place by chance because I happened to get a job where the, my supervisor happened to know about this training that she put me in. Like, yeah. that's how, like, completely fluky it was. Yeah. So, anyway, that's what it's about. And... The first one we did, we facilitated this group and it went really well. It was really cool. And I was like, woo, exciting. And then afterwards we were like, let's go eat a food to celebrate our delicious victory with delicious food. And then he was like, let's go sit in this park. And I was like, okay, let's sit in a park. And he was like, I have something to tell you. And I was like, okay. He was like... I'm, like, in love with you. Cool. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> what? You're crazy. <laughs> this bit I specifically remember very well. He was like, you are just so present in your life. And the reason why I wanted to say this the other day in the live show is because I mentioned that thing of how it was weird hearing you and Gavin talk about the fact that i just someone with lots of feelings. And I was like, yeah, but feelings in, like, every direction. Like, not just <laughs> crap ones. Like, all of them. And he just managed to articulate that in a really... Just in a way I hadn't heard before. Just that thing of, like, you're really present to your life. It's something that's come up a bunch in our relationship. And, for instance, I remember when we were going to the... I was get, catching a flight to go to a conference. And there was all these delays on the road. So we were running really late. And I was really afraid I was going to miss my flight. And it was a really stressful situation. And I just couldn't help but, like, bawl my eyes out. This is quite early on in our relationship. I was just, like, could not stop, like, couldn't help myself from crying. And afterwards he was like, it's funny because that's actually kind of useful. <laughs> because the thing is that he's like, you wear the tension of the situation on your face. Because you can't hide it, it actually cuts the tension yeah. in a way... That it wouldn't... No no, no one's left guessing. Yeah, well, if both people are, like, just being quiet, like, in a sort of, like, 
angry, upset, but not necessarily angry at each other, but it's very hard to tell, you know, kind of a way. How upset they are. Well, no, it's very hard to tell what you're upset about. Are they upset at me? But I don't want to talk... You know what I mean? If you're... It's this sort of weird... What do you call it? Like a standstill? Um, Standoff. Standoff, yeah. Of feelings. Where no one's saying anything. Sometimes that can be useful. Not all the time. But I was like, oh, wow, no one's ever said that that way to me before either. I went to the movies with my friend once. There was a group of us. It was me... My friend, their partner, one or two other people, just we were hanging out. We went to the movies. It's a good movie. And then after the movie, we went to a restaurant. And as we were getting out of the restaurant, he realised that he'd left his wallet in the cinema, on the seat. Oh, no. And he was furious. He oh, was wow. so angry. And his friend is generally pretty angry. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just one of the reasons I don't really hang out with him anymore. I remember just being like, oh, what happened with them was he called the cinema. And they're like, yeah, we haven't seen it. And so he just suddenly had a direction for the anger. He could be furious at the cinema for not finding his wallet. And it was like, obviously he wasn't mad at the cinema. He was mad at himself. But the entire, like, group of people were just quiet because it was just just tense and awkward. Mm. (laughs) Because this guy was, like, fuming about the fact that he left his wallet behind. Uh, my dad, I don't know if I've ever told you this or if you've ever witnessed it, my dad would have a horrible temper and he would stomp around. Uh, stomp around. Stomp around. Stomp up, stomp up and get down. <laughs> and he, like, yeah, so if he was in a bad mood, the house shook. Like, he, he was never violent at all. Like, he, he smacked us as kids, but in the way that that generation did, not, not abusively. Mm. Um, but if my dad was mad, you knew, because the house was shaking because he was stomping and grumbling and, and muttering and, you know, just kind of shouting to himself. And as a lot of people do, I think I very much resolve not to be my dad. <laughs> oh. And and last episode, that was a real eye-opener for me because I'm like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Cause I, I have was, a temper. As soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, what, what about last episode? Yeah. But I didn't say it out loud like that. I, I, I try very hard not to have a temper. And up until we recorded, what, it was it three days ago, two days ago, I would have said I don't have a temper. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I probably, I probably would have thought of myself as someone who doesn't have a temper. Because I've, I've, like, I've never acted like my dad. I've never oh, stomped sure. around and like, rawr, rawr, and then, you know, two hours later been like bright and sunny and everything's fine. Yeah. But yeah, no, like last episode, I absolutely lost my temper at you unfairly. Huh. Interesting. And I don't know, it was, it was a real eye-opener. Huh. That's funny. That's why I've been like questioning this whole I'm the person with the feelings dynamic. Because that sets you up as the person who doesn't. I've never said I don't have feelings. Totally. Okay. That's, that's never a thing that I've been pushing. No, 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 no. I, I don't necessarily think that that's something that you push. It's just kind of like the trope. I, I comparatively have very fewer, many fewer feelings than you. Sure. Like most of the time I get through a day without feelings. Just being busy and doing stuff. And like, you know, laughing at jokes but not like... I, th- I think my, my average happiness level is much higher than yours. That doesn't mean I have less feelings, but it means that I don't have to think about those feelings. It's mm. kind of there in the background. Whereas you, you spend a lot more time thinking about feelings than I do. Yeah. I mean, I've been trained to. By society? I've done so many years of therapy, my friend. Right. <laughs> so when we say have feelings, it's have feelings at the forefront of your mind more than having yeah. them at all as a human. It's like saying one person has more hours in the day than someone else. Hmm. We don't mean they literally exist in a different speed of light where they have 26 hours per day. Or do we? <laughs> I don't mean that. <laughs> we, what we mean is like they don't have to actively think about the number of hours in the day that they have nearly as much. 
my feelings definitely impacted me like when I lost my temper at you last episode. But the majority of the time, I can just be like, hey, I need to do these 25 things and my feelings are not going to be a factor in getting those done. Like I can record with you the majority of the time, regardless of how I feel, whereas you have to plan a lot of your day around these recordings mm. because they'll bring out feelings. Feelings, 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 feelings. But I think it also, I don't know, when you say that, it makes me think about the relationship to that and standard of work. What do you mean by standard of work? I can have a bunch of feelings and I can do a bunch of work. I'm not saying that your, your standard of work is low, but um, I can have a bunch of feelings and do a bunch of work, but my standard of work will be lower. If you have feelings? Yeah, like if I've got a lot of shit going on, I can Right, whereas, whereas mine stuff. is absolutely not. Like I, I use work to escape feelings. Yeah, I mean, I can do that too. It's just the thing is that I know that what the trouble is... Nowadays, I don't have heaps of bits of a job where I can do that, or at least not at the place where I'm at. So, for instance, like, even just writing the scripts for the beginning and the end of Starving Artist. It takes up emotional energy. It's just like, I need to be really on for that. Right. And recording it as well. See, that for me is stuff like writing sitcoms. I can't just sit down and write sitcoms. I need to be, I need to either be or get myself into a mood. Mm. Or writing erotica. Like, I can't just sit down and write 2,000 words of erotica. But after I've been writing erotica for three hours, I can write 2,000 words an hour. Of course. But the majority of my work, I can dip into and out of. So, like, I have a Slack channel for Jellybean Games where I can just pop in any time of the day or night and probably find something that needs following up on. And I can do that no matter what state of mind I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I could do that with... A lot of stuff. Like, so last week after the show that we had on Thursday, so we had this big show. The big old fight. Was, yeah, with a big old fight. And it was really emotionally exhausting, yeah. I, I found. I don't know how you were that day. Yes, so. I was very emotionally exhausted. <laughs> I, I, after Monday's show, I was meant to go to play board games with a friend, and I cancelled because I was like, I just want to lie in bed for a day. And mm. so I made sure not to book anything for Friday after the Thursday show. Yeah. Well, I did the same, and then... I don't know, maybe I'm just realising it more. But yeah, that really took it out of me. And then I just did some admin work. That wasn't a problem. I have endless stuff like that to do. But the problem is I don't even have enough time to do my admin work. Right. A lot of my work is being really on. Yeah, very very little of my work. And it's going to sound weird. Very little of my work requires me to be on. Huh. And that's not necessarily... I think if we had the same job, then a lot of the work that requires you to be on would not require me to be on. Like, sure. Okay, here's, here's an example. Um, I can edit no matter what. I can edit these podcasts no matter what mood I'm in, whereas you could not do that when, when you were in charge of editing. Oh, yeah. 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 The best date I ever had. Oh, yeah. Thank you for asking. Uh, <laughs> did you finish your date story? Um, Was the I love you bit the end? Well, I suppose the end of the story is really like... Now you're together. <laughs> well, yeah, now we're together. I suppose the end is he said this to me and then... I had been like scorched earth burned feelings <laughs> about this. So I was like, it's funny you should say that because <laughs> there's a thing I was never going to tell you. <laughs> just that keep it down. I don't like you at all. <laughs> no, but I also remember like, I can't remember what the joke is. This is a terrible story, but <laughs> I remember lying in the grass with him that day and laughing so much. Just like to a point that was scary. You no. know, you've seen me do that before. Yeah, yeah. Like people are like, love your laugh. There's a point at which my laugh becomes <laughs> like, you're like, will she come back? <laughs> Is this it? Is this the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, the end of SJ? <laughs> exactly. You're like, mm. The best date I ever had. Yeah. I, I think I'm a simple man. We saw Mad Max Fury Road. 
Oh, us. No, not you and me. Oh, okay. The best first date I ever had. Oh, okay. We started dating long before Mad Max Fury Road came out. Okay, yeah. The f- sometimes, sometimes I, know it's, I know it's hard for you to understand, but sometimes I tell stories that aren't about you. When? <laughs> Do you want to tell the story of the car park? No. <laughs> um, we saw Mad Max Fury Road, had a steak dinner, and then went home and had a bunch of sex. What's that? Roxy. No. Our first date with Roxy. Have I told you the story? I don't know. First date I'm with sure Roxy. That you told me at the time. We went and saw a stand-up comedian, and the host was like doing kind of audience banter. Uh, and this is in Canada, it's in Toronto, Canada. Mm. And she's making a bunch of jokes about a place that I've never heard of, um, Hamilton. And I think she must have noticed I wasn't laughing. She's like, "Where are you from?" I'm like, "Melbourne." She's like, "Oh, okay. Replace Hamilton with Frankston." Oh, okay. And I was like, "That's like that's not only very very funny, but it did help explain the jokes." And I'm like, "Good on her!" Like, <laughs> she did an amazing job. Yeah, she did a really good job. So then later in the night, she calls on me for something. And she's like, what do you do for a living? And I was like, I write incest erotica. Because <laughs> I didn't think to... She was like, whoa, to... <laughs> that was... She was like, that a... <laughs> uh, Roxy didn't know that at the time. Oh, no shit. <laughs> so first date with Roxy, he found out that I write incest erotica at the same time as a room full of people did. The uh... host kind of like... As, as a comedian, I think she had a lot of prepped, you know, no matter what job I had, I think she thought she had She's, something prepped. Yeah, didn't have something She's like, uh, uh, no, you don't. That's not real. I'm like, no, I do. You know, you can read about it on Cracked because my Cracked article would come out shortly before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, Cracked, nerd, and then went off at me for being a nerd. And I was like, I think I was her getting back on track. <laughs> it's like, just steered back <laughs> into yep, an yep. area. Familiar territory, <laughs> nerd jokes, done. Bam. Look, I would do the same thing. No, no, I, I was not at all annoyed. I was a bit like, oh, is that a dicky thing to do? Like, oh, to be like. To derail her show? I didn't mean to. <laughs> Here's my honest answer. So uh, we'll wrap up. But what, 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 if anything, do you remember our first date being? I... What's the first datey memory you have of you and I? Look, I'm clutching at straws <laughs> i bet you that when we went to grill that first time you ate your burger from the top down and i may have noted it that's how i eat my burgers layer by layer yeah see that's what i mean it's not a real memory it's just one that i'm making <laughs> you're, up you're assuming i'm just like i prob that probably happened i, I remember on that date being like because i was really nervous because you're my first person who i've had a chance of dating <laughs> and so as as i was sitting down i was like will i eat the burger layer by layer or like do it like a normal person so i don't no fuck it you know what i'm gonna be me if she doesn't want to date me, then we're obviously not right together. So I went burger, like, I eat my burger. That's my advice, people who want to date. <laughs> B, are you ready for this? Revolutionary advice. Yourself. B, oh, you ruined it. <laughs> you spoiled the ending. Oh, God. We'll probably play an outro here. <laughs> uh, go. <laughs> Thanks for listening to being honest with my ex. If you don't listen to it, you can go to heck. Rate it on iTunes if you liked it a ton. Peter is my favorite. Son. SJ, what did you think of that outro? <laughs> Stella. Uh, that's all from us. Should I be more effusive? Yeah, like, I think so. I have so. no idea what it's going to sound like. No, you can't do that because when people actually send an outro and you compliment it, they'll think you're faking because you faked it this time. Yeah. Oh, one day I should tell you about the time that I stopped faking orgasms. With me? Nah, it was before you. Was okay, I was, was going like, to say, that would be... <laughs> oh, no, maybe it was. No, it was before you. No, because you and I met with me learning what an orgasm was. So if you were faking that then... Nah, you made it easy. Thank you. I mean, A little advertisement for me there? <laughs> no, 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 I didn't mean it in that way. 
easy to fake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. like you just were so upfront that there was no need to. Right. I thought, okay, I, I, for a second my brain went on a different path, but you were saying, you made it easy to fake because you didn't know what an orgasm looked like. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it was just like a lot of people that I've been with just didn't know how to just have a conversation. About sex? Myself included, previous me too. Be relaxed about sex? Just, it's, it's just sexy. like, stop worrying. No, just like, no, I'm not be saying... Be relaxed. I'm saying if, if, you, if you tread around sex like it's this elephant in the room people are going to feel like you're tense about sex. Whereas it's I say stuff like, hey, would you like to have sex? Yeah. See, some people really don't like that though. Well, don't date those people. <laughs> They're the worst. Because <laughs> for some people, the weirdness around sex makes it sexy. I'm not in that camp anymore. Yeah, no, I, but... I, I have no interest in having sex or dating people who are in that camp. I think yeah. I've been on dates with those people and they're like, oh, that's not really hot. It, it's the kiss thing because I always ask for a kiss. I'm like, yeah. hey, can I kiss you? And they're like, that's not attractive. I'm like, okay. And then a few minutes later, they're like, you can <laughs> I'm like cool good now that I know that I will I don't, I don't play the game SJ I don't play the game robot I have a pop quiz for you uh huh Facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash BMX being ben. honest with my ex damn it second one uh, Facebook page uh, www.starvingartistpodcast.com <laughs> zero out of two so far <laughs> uh, what's our Twitter handle with my ex Nope. Honest with my ex. Honest with my ex. Fuck. Final one, what is our subreddit? <laughs> Zero out of three. <laughs> Can you get a, a 25% out of this? Uh, do you need the URL? Yes. It's probably Reddit. This is what we talked about on our first date, SJ. <laughs> Reddit.com slash R slash BMX. Slash being honest with my ex. Shit. Zero out of four. But you didn't I put still, BMX anywhere. I still love you. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye. Let's put, let's put clips in the end of all the bits that we had to cut out because of just ridiculous noises. <laughs> Why are people so loud? Because they love us. <laughs> Seriously, those are very loud bikes. It's because it doesn't have a wheel. Oh, sorry, Dad. All good. I want to go home. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Turns out people on the streets of Carlton are just crazy noisy. Yeah, just people are doing their thing. Yeah, I mean, I've done lots of walking around the streets of Toronto and I've never encountered a shopping cart or a bike with no tyres. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, okay. Like, those seem excessively noisy. Okay. So your brothers are in a relationship. So this doesn't count, but <laughs> <laughs> oh man, why did we ever try and do this?